0: Welcome on to the Backstretch on News 5, Heather Williams, and despite what Chase Elliott said, no, we are not coming here to Bristol yet this week. We got a few more weeks before the playoffs roll through Bristol, and I, for one, need the time to prepare and get ready, so uh, I'm glad that that's not actually the case, but it was really fascinating to see the emotion on Chase Elliott after that race and after he battled with his teammate, Kyle Larson, who went on to win at Watkins Glen, Um Chase is really interesting when he's upset like that because I watched him do almost the exact same interview minus the we'll see him next week at Bristol uh, at the Roval last year after he was having his tussles with Kevin Harvick. He's been trained, he being Chase Elliott, to not ever say anything in anger about every anyone. He gets out of the car. He's like, it was a good race. Congratulations. We're moving on to X, Y, and Z. Exact same interview exact same emotion. And that's kind of how, how he rolls. And it's just, it's really interesting to me, the whole, the whole lot of it, because, uh, I know he was mad. You could see it in his eyes. He let that race get away from him. He let an opportunity to really put some serious separation between him and the rest of the field on the quest for a championship. And the last guy you want to give a little light to is his teammate, Kyle Larson, because that's, probably his biggest challenge consistently in the garage area. They run the same stuff, and they're both immensely talented. So you could tell that he was angry. It was humorous. I personally don't think that Kyle did anything wrong. We're coming to the checkers, right? Everybody wants to win. Teammates don't matter at that point. He didn't wreck his teammate. He didn't damage equipment. You know, he just took advantage of a situation. He maybe pushed the level of whether or not his car could or should have done that. But if the roles were reversed, I really think that Chase would have done the same thing. I don't think he would have let up off the gas and just let Kyle Larson get away from him. So um, I think Kyle was right in this situation. And by right, I mean, I don't think he did anything wrong. Um, I don't think that Chase did anything wrong other than his reaction of being upset, which he says he's not upset, but you can see he was upset, Um, which is fine. I mean, he's a human, he's emotional, but... um, At the end of the day, great racing, uh, great fun, uh, love the road courses, and the ending of that lived up to all the hype. So this week, Chris and I will talk about uh, the road course as well as look ahead to the chaos that is Daytona. And then my guest this week is Eric Almarola. Now, here's a little pulling back the curtains, a little inside baseball here on this podcast. We usually interview our guests uh, on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. And then the podcast usually publishes on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. So I did this interview with Eric Almarola on Wednesday. And then, of course, earlier today, which is Friday, uh, he announced that he was staying at Stuart Haas Racing, signing a multi-year contract. So we talked a little bit about his possibly unretiring or not retiring, uh, that just because It hadn't been announced yet. I think it was pretty well known in the garage area that this was going to happen. It wasn't really that much of a secret. And Eric was pretty forthcoming with me about his uh, decision making and the possibility of him coming back. So uh, I thought that you might just find the comment interesting anyway, even though they happened two days ago and they're kind of out of date because he's made his decision and he's coming back, uh, for multiple years at Stuart Haas racing. So anyway, that'll be coming a little later on. First of all, let's start with Chris. I am joined, as always, by our crew chief, Chris Carrier, who also happens to be the crew chief for the number 75 boot country truck in the Camping World Truck Series. Chris, Kyle Larson got into his teammate at the end of the race on Sunday, en route to the win. Chase Elliott was so mad afterwards, he thought he was coming to Bristol this weekend. So, though we never called out this teammate, it was hard racing. So, is that fair or foul?
1: Uh, Heather, I'm, <clears throat> I'm not sure what we call what anymore with this. You know, it seems to be you know a lot of bumping shoving taking advantage uh scooting the other guy out now i would say from from just from my eyes i one thing about that whole incident is that where he pushed chase elliott those guys were racing out there all day anyway kind of using beyond what is beyond the outside curbing and going on out to what used to be grass years ago and it's paved and now now they use everything so uh i did i did think he used him up a little bit you know probably took advantage of him uh, drove pretty hard down in there probably made it where it was going to be really hard for chase to stay with him so uh if i was chase and chase's crew chief and crew i'd probably be pretty mad um I, I don't know how teammates work that out anymore uh i guess it's a win for the company but at the end of the day Chase has got to be pretty irritated and uh, will it come back? Uh, maybe. <laughs> just maybe. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we got a lot of lot of IOUs in this year's you know fraternity with you know a lot of different drivers and I you know we're, we're getting to a time when everybody is is going to be out for their themselves and um, you know these guys are going to be wanting to win that championship and they're going to do anything they have to do to do it. so. We will see. <laughs> oh,
0: we will see. All right. Ty Gibbs with a... 3-2. <laughs> we will see. Ty Gibbs will finish out the regular season for Kurt Bush in the 45, with Bush hoping to be back for the playoffs. Now, I've seen a lot of chatter saying that Gibbs hasn't earned this opportunity. It was just given to him because of who his grandfather is. I don't disagree with that. I think the kid has proven that he can win on every level, and that's ridiculous. But what are your thoughts?
1: My thoughts is he's a talented young man he's got undoubtedly he's got a, a big future in auto racing and the cup series he's joe gibbs grandson for crying out loud so he's going to probably fit the budget really well and he's got a vested interest i mean come on what what is what is gibbs racing supposed to do this 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 guy's got a this this young man's got a tremendous amount of talent he's got a lot of people call moxie uh he's not scared and i you know what i if i, w- I would put him in sure i'd put him in right now let go cat go uh i heard comments from somebody yesterday that said you know the longer that he is not in a cup car the further he gets behind because none of the trucks or or xfinity cars really prepare you that well for cup racing the cars are all different and the quicker he can get in there get his feet wet take his licks learn this learn that figure out what he needs in those cars and and work with people that that can figure out what he needs in those cars run well quicker he's going to get there put him in there and let him go
0: the kid finished Top 15. The first time he ever got oh. behind the wheel of a car, uh, he's more than earned that opportunity, in Way more. my opinion. Way more.
1: Mine too. I Ty, agree with you.
0: <laughs> Ty Gibbs also plays a big role in the future of another Bush, Kyle Bush. Still doesn't have a contract at Joe Gibbs Racing, and the longer it goes on, is that good or bad for Kyle?
1: Uh, well, again, uh, they're going to find a place for for Ty Gibbs, and if it's in that 18 car, it's going to be in that 18 car. At the end of the day. it it makes perfect sense for for really everybody concerned kyle is a is maybe the most talented driver we've ever had maybe the most talented driver and he's earned his his position his his ranking whatever but you know maybe it's just time and He's gonna find somebody's gonna put him in some good race cars, somebody. There's a lot of people out there grappling for this, a lot of talking going on, a lot of speculating. They're gonna end up somewhere. And you know, at the end of the day, I, 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 think, I think Gibbs Racing's gonna be okay. I think Kyle Gibbs is gonna be okay. I think Kyle Bush is gonna be okay. And um, I, whether it's a negative or positive, this year, to be honest with you, I don't know that Kyle's gonna get much out of this year. I'm just having my doubts right now.
0: Well, I feel like that Kyle's most precious commodity may be his truck series team. That yep. has been one heck of a pipeline for Toyota oh, yep. as far as finding talent. There are a lot of guys that have driven his trucks who are now in the Cup Series. Bubba yes, Wallace, ma'am. Eric Jones, just to name a couple. But, I mean, the list is, is lengthy. Um, so I think when it comes down to whoever, gets, whoever ends up with him is going to get the benefit of his truck series team, which
1: may be the most. I can tell you firsthand... There's a, a lot of really experienced, good, talented people there, uh, talented people that are talented enough to be in the Cup Series, and have, most of them have already been there. So uh, that is, you're right, you're, you're exactly right, it is a commodity, uh, somebody is going to get that fringe benefit whoever signs kyle bush and who whatever car make company it is whether it's chevrolet ford or ford or a hudson hornet whoever it is is going to get the benefit of having that as their truck series team so um uh that that that's a good point and we'll see how that shakes out
0: and then there was one (laughs) one race left in the regular season and one spot left in the playoffs so chris how does this all go down at daytona
1: uh wild um uh, you know I heather i was thinking about this today and coming down here to the station this evening and thinking okay who you know how many people can punch a ticket and you know there's several i mean we've got guys that have been scratching for that spot all year and now there's one spot left ryan blaney could be the guy without winning the race or by winning the race but you've got Guys and teams that can, I don't want to say easily, but can well come away with a victory at Daytona. People like Bubba Wallace, people like, well, uh, Brian Blaney himself, Michael McDowell, just to name a few. Eric Jones, so some talented people with some really good cars, with talented people on the pit box and race engineers and so on and so forth. And you know it's like win or not be in. So uh, we left out Martin Truex. Just, just keep on naming. Uh, this is this is going to be a dogfight, and it's going to be at Daytona. And there's going to be bump drafting. There's going to be pushing. There's going to be crowding. That uh, this is going to be pretty uh, pretty intense to watch. I, I can't wait. I think it's it may be one of the best speedway races we've seen and with all the things that the new car has thrown at these guys this year uh they're just going to have to deal with it and go and uh i don't know i don't know if i'd want to be mixed up in the middle of that pack coming to me. i don't know if i'd want to be the last i lap, wouldn't want to be in that mess the at all. last
0: lap could Ooh. be some of the best television it we've
1: could ever be seen. could be like better than ever and uh, i don't know this is what nascar wants uh this is what Brace fans have been looking for for years what they say they've been wanting uh i'll be honest with you as a competitor it's it's like okay I, we're going this week we're putting our best foot forward we're going to fight till the end we're going for the knockout blow and don't hold back anything so i mean how can it get any better and then we go into the playoffs so, so
0: do you have a problem if let's say bubba or stenhouse or 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 uh Austin Dillon or someone like that wins and Ryan Blaney ends up second in the regular season point points and misses the playoffs
1: well I I mean no because of this do do I say that I don't have any sympathy for that for Ryan Blaney and his team and the people that have worked hard to get him there yes I do Uh, Martin Truex is also he's not gonna be second but he's gonna be close to that they've had consistency but what this is not the box that we're playing in the box that we're playing in is very well defined If you win, you're in, and it goes up to 16. We've got 15. There's a spot for others. There's a bunch of people that can win that race. So the thing Ryan Blaney has got to do is forget about points, forget about consistency, forget about everything, and go out there and win the dadgum race. Now, he drives for Penske Racing. You can't tell me he's not going to have as much behind his car as anybody else, so he just needs to suck it up and go and go win, and then say, okay, I'm in. No questions asked. So this is what we've wanted. This is what this system is about. And like it or not like it, it's what it is. And um, I think it's going to be some pretty good, intense entertainment.
0: Joining us now is Eric Amarola, driver of number 10 Ford for Short House Racing. Thanks for joining us, Eric.
2: Yeah, thank you, guys.
0: Um, First of all, Let's jump right to this weekend. I mean, this is all the marbles. I feel like you're one of maybe 10 or 15 drivers that could win their way into uh, the playoffs. So what's, what's the mindset going into, uh, into Saturday?
2: Uh, the mindset is go for it. Yeah, I'd certainly want to, uh, to take the opportunity and uh, seize it. And so for us, you know I think that's the the mindset is to go and and seize the opportunity and go try and win the race
0: so do you like that, that this last race is at a place at Daytona where a lot of people can i mean it certainly works in, in your favor because you're a pretty decent uh uh super speedway driver but um there's there's also a lot of guys that are so i mean do you do you like that or do you um do you wish that it was maybe a calmer track? <laughs>
2: No, I I think uh, for the fans sake, it's the, it's the ideal place, right? Um, You know, it it makes so many uh, stories leading into the event because it is that wild unknown. um, Nobody knows really what to expect. So, and and anybody can win Uh, not anybody can win in a sense that it's easy, but anybody can win because the field is so competitive and there's so many guys that are good at super speedway racing that, Um, there's a lot of people that haven't won a race yet that are very capable of going down to Daytona this weekend and getting the W.
0: So I know that Stuart Haas hasn't had its best season this year, but the success that, that Kevin has had the last few weeks, does the organization feed off of that? Not just Kevin's team?
2: Yeah. High tide raises all ships for sure. And so the fact that, uh, you know, the four team has run as well as they have the last few weeks, certainly uh, boosts morale at the shop. Um, You know, everybody's, uh, everybody's walking around with a little more pep in their step and it's a little easier to get guys to work overtime and stay a little later um, when you have success versus when you just feel like the, you're not getting the reward for all the the hard work. So um, yeah, it certainly helps.
0: What's this season been like for you? I know at the beginning of the year you you, you talked about uh, starting to move away from from full time racing and and I've heard some interviews where you've talked about how you and your family have just really take taking it all in and enjoyed the season. What's what's it been like for you?
2: Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a great year. Um, you know, we have really embraced this season, and Janice and the kids have traveled around with me more this year than ever before and. Uh, really just taking advantage of, of the opportunity that we have. And we feel so blessed to have this opportunity. So it's been a really fun year just, you know, being with the family. Um, we've traveled all over the country, uh, going to races and and even staying um, in cities between races uh, and exploring. So um, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. We've certainly enjoyed it.
0: I know the family is really important to you. I mean, I love the PSA you do with your, your kids dancing, although that's, a couple years old now but I love that um so I mean I know that there there's been talk that you might still do some racing um how how is how has it been trying to make that decision and and decide what you're going to do next year for sure
2: yeah it's been tough um you know I've always said that I was retiring from from full-time racing uh, I still want to race I love to drive race cars I love competing um and so you know that that for me has been an uh, a no-brainer like I still want to race um just you know as of recently it's been do I still want to do it on a full-time basis or not you know that's what I've really wrestled with and had a lot of communication with um you know as the sponsors have continued to ask and the race teams ask. um you know that's that's where my head's been at
0: um so as this winds down, I mean, are you close to making a decision or are you still trying to figure it out? What's what's kind of the status on that?
2: Yeah, I think I'm closer and closer to making a decision. I think it's fair for you know the race team and the sponsors to to know uh, what's going on and to not drag it out. And so, um, yeah, I think I think I'm getting closer.
0: So how cool would it be, regardless of what happens to to just. Hunt your ticket on Saturday and, and and join your two teammates in the playoffs.
2: Uh, that'd be wonderful. That's the plan. We're going down to Daytona with that, uh, with that goal in mind.
0: I mean, would it be more special for you? Because that's kind of a home track. I mean, you're from Florida, not really Daytona, but it, it's sort of a home track for you.
2: Yeah, it is. And um, that place is a very special place for me. I've got so many great memories as a kid down there. So, um, you know, I, I always get excited going to Daytona. I've had a lot of success there. Uh, One, you know, a handful of races down there, so I'm very familiar with where Victory Lane is, and I've gotten to do quite a bit of celebrating in Victory Lane there in Daytona. So um, I'd love to to go do it again. Um, it would be a, a very uh, clutch moment to go and, and get a victory.
0: All right, for my final thought, I feel like we need to talk more about silly season. You just heard from Eric. That's another peg that has fallen into place in Silly Season. Daniel Suarez is staying at Trackhouse. That's another peg that's fallen into place in Silly Season. Joey Logano resigned with Penske. That's another peg that's fallen into place this week as far as the Silly Season goes. So the musical chairs are starting to settle down, but one guy still wandering around looking for a place to sit is Kyle Busch. Now, It's fascinating how this may all end up working out, right? Because his brother announced earlier this week that he's not going to race in the playoffs. He's given up his waiver because of his ongoing battles with his concussion he got at Pocono. So that's a seat that possibly could be open. It could also land right where he is at Joe Gibbs Racing. With the residing of Eric Almirola, it doesn't look like there's a seat open at Stuart Haas Racing anymore, But Cole Custer has underperformed, and so they possibly could make a spot there in the 41 car for Kyle Busch if that were to happen. There's also rumors about a possibility of him going to the eight car at Richard Childress Racing. There's a possibility of him ending up at Collig Racing. I don't think it's any big secret that Matt Collig and that group really envy or really covet Kurt Busch and would like to have him in their mix. So, I mean, I don't know. And there's just so many factors that go into all that. It seems like Ty Gibbs is ready and could slide into either the forty five or the eighteen, depending how things shake out with uh, with Kyle Bush at Gibbs. You know, if RCR were to land Kyle Bush, they could always release Tyler Reddick early. Reddick could slide into the forty five if Kurt Bush retires, so there seems to be a little bit of an opportunity in that regard. Silly season has certainly gotten silly, and it's it's basically with one driver, but he's he's the biggest prize in the group. And once that domino falls, I think you'll see everything fall into place really quickly. These guys have to get something done soon, so news should be uh, should be breaking sooner rather than later. Because I would think Kyle would also want to have this done before the playoffs start, if he can, if it's possible. So that basically leaves this week. And we will find out this week who's in the playoffs. Tomorrow night under the lights at Daytona should be wild. And we will see you next week on The Backstretch.